Welcome back in to the national edition of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. Always and always, this hour, Real Kipper brought to you by Bet365. Should we just get Max two minutes of pushing his book out of the way so we can get to the really good stuff like Zadorov being traded and what he thinks of the Leafs and yeah, all of that good stuff? off the top, absolutely. All right, Doug McLean, former NHL president, general manager, head coach, blah, 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 author of Draft Day, how teams pick winners or get left behind. Hey, is it true that that, uh, Kyle Dubas has bought like a hundred of these books to give out to his staff? Is that just a bad rumor? Well, it wouldn't surprise me. Like a lot of people are doing that. <laughs> I, uh, I think that uh, it's it would be a great suggestion, you know, to every team to buy it, and, you know, have a look at it. But look, uh, I hate I hate to say, but I just uh, got a note from the Globe and Mail today again, nine weeks in a row on the bestseller list, and and what's really exciting is I'm heading to PEI next week for uh, a function on Tuesday night, a a, a fundraiser for the Western Capitals junior team. So we're going to do a book thing. George Matthews and I book thing for 20 minutes or so. And then Gerard Gallant is going to come in and do a hot stove with me. And they they sold the event out. And I think they're going to raise $50,000 on the night. So I'm pretty excited about about going to PEI and doing that with Gerard and um, having some laughs. And selling some books. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great. So, uh, well, look, I, I could be, I could be Ken Reed and outflog it in every arena in North America. <laughs> At least I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, listen, I, I want to make a comment here before we start. Oh no, I, I've decided. Uh, I was thinking about this when I was down, just coming up from the pool. I'm gonna. I want when I do this show. I want to be a radiator. I want to radiate positivity. And just good comments and good things instead of being a drain. You guys are a bit of drains, and I want to be a radiator of positivity. That's my. That's what I want to be as I move forward in my life. Yeah, you. You look to me more like a like a forced air guy. It's funny, hot, I was going to say nobody's wanted guy. a radiator in their house in fifty years, so it makes sense. Or or, <laughs> or hot air. How about hot air? <laughs> All right. Um, anyway. Well, it's tough to okay. Well, I was going to ask you about the Leafs, and it's tough to radiate positivity. I know they're getting their points, Doug, but you know, not the prettiest week for a team that that got four points, was it? Well, I, I watched their uh, I watched their show or the game against Florida, and I and I really tried to watch it, you know, fairly closely because it was like a playoff game, you know, and I I really wanted to to get a feel for how they would battle in a game like that, where it's in your face hockey and it was in your face. And I'll tell you, the Panthers went after them. And, and as the game wore on, the Leafs got engaged and, and I, and I liked their game to a degree, but that's what they got to get ready for. And I keep telling you guys, I don't like their blue line. And now that they're banged up, it's even more critical. Uh, it's, just okay, uh, Matthew Nyes. Just get it out of your system right now. Well, you know, I, I 
I, I watched him fairly closely and I, you know, he's a big body, he's skilled. He, he tries to do them things, but he's got to, he's got to figure out that you've got to play the game hard. If you're, if he's going to be the impact player that you think he's going to be, and you've been on his bandwagon all year. I don't know what he's deserved to get in the top to play with Austin Matthews. I'm sorry. Maybe it's a last resort, but somebody should send him a note that you can't be that big and that skilled and play as soft as he does. I'm sorry. I know you guys don't like hearing it, and I know he's a kid, but he can play a lot harder than I've seen him play. Yeah, the, you know, it's uh, it's been slow ever since the game where we thought we had you beat on the, the Matthew Nyes debate. Um, you know, so the, the Leafs are one thing. You know, this is uh, our national hour, so I'm not going to focus on them too much unless you had something else in the Leafs you wanted no, to ask. No, the fact that... Uh... Oh, no, just no, one thing. One thing I want to say. I've got a solution. I've been thinking all day, racking my brain out with this defense is so bad. Okay. Just play four forwards and one defense. Because they can't oh, make line changes anyway. They're getting caught. Every time they go to the bench, there's too many men on the ice. So play four forwards and one defenseman, and they'd probably do just as well. So just throw that to Keith before, you know, before it disintegrates. Try it. Four forwards, one defense. The well, NHL used to do that in the 30s. So try it. Maybe... Maybe more realistic now that they didn't get in on Zadorov out of Calgary. He goes to Vancouver, Mac, and, you know, I was at the rink the other night and someone may have suggested maybe ownership might not be willing, as willing to maybe deal with Brad as they would other teams. Did that stuff go on when you were uh, either with Florida or, or Columbus or Detroit where you just said no matter how good the deal is, you know, I don't like you. I'm not dealing with you. Well, you know what? It, it, yeah, it does go on. There's no denying that. I mean, look, uh, Brian Murray replaced Bobby Clark in Florida after Clark. He went back. Uh, we were not making deals with the with the Philadelphia Flyers. I guarantee you that. And it, it does go on. And and, and look, the, the owner in Calgary, Murray, like he he he's not an easy guy, and he would not be happy with a GM, like how many GMs walk away from a job? Uh, well, you walk away from a job if you know you're going to get another one. That's when you walk away from a job. So, yeah, so he's not overly pleased. And then, so I'm looking at this Flames team. They've created this cap space now by moving on from Zadorov. And then Vancouver, who they just traded to, is a good example of a team that didn't tear it down and rebuild had some good pieces, and they're kind of doing a retool and having some success. Do you think that's what Calgary's doing right now, and is that even possible for them to kind of pivot without bottoming out? No, I think I think they're going to have to bottom out because they've got too many guys that you know with with contract situations and their and their key players in their team. Can they re-sign you know the, the key pieces, or are they going to make trades to you know look for the future? I've got to believe you know Craig's got time, the coach has got time. I, I think I think they will rebuild to a degree. I like what Vancouver's done. Uh, obviously, Sidorov is a good pickup. It's not a great pickup. Let's let's not get carried away with Sidorov here. He's an okay pickup. He fits into the talking mold. It was really interesting last night with Vegas and them. Vegas have been a 500 team the last 10 games or so, and they embarrassed Vancouver last night. 
they went after them and they played a playoff style game and Petroangelo was the beast for them. And that just shows how important that big blue liner is and how critical it is for playoff success. A blue line like Vegas is tough to beat guys when they get down to business and they, they embarrassed the Canucks last night, but the Canucks have been real good. They've been a great story. Is, is, is losing some games and then getting some help on the blue line, is that like good timing? Or would you have rather seen them work it out themselves a little bit first before pulling a, a trigger? Or you just, you just can't pick and choose when players are available? No, I, I think it was a good move on Zadorov, especially when you look at the price tag. You, you look at the price tag, and I threw a third and a fifth, okay. You know, they, Vancouver's got lots of good young players. I think they're well-positioned. I don't mind that. I think it was a good deal for them and a smart move to solidify the back end. To me, he's a, he's a third-pair guy at the worst. Is he, is he a good Branson? Is he a good Branson from Columbus, that type of guy? I, you know, to me, he, sometimes he doesn't think the game as well as you want him to. But he's a big six foot six body. Talkett will like him and he'll move some people. So I, 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 I like the move for Vancouver and I don't think they paid too big a price. And hey, Bovillier is a pretty good player, guys. He, maybe he's not Rick Talkett's type right. of guy, but he is a decent player in the league. So then I'll, I just want to ask you then about Canadian teams in general here. Because so the, the Canucks have, you know, off to this hot start, they make a trade, they're competitive. The Leafs have a ton of points despite not really playing their best. The Jets quietly. Who do you like in Canada? Is there a real Stanley Cup contender up here? And maybe it's the Oilers who are rising from the dead like the Undertaker gif. Well, I think I do so many shows now. I can't remember what I said on each show. You know? <laughs> but I think I said on your show a few weeks ago that I said the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. And, of course, you guys laughed at me. I don't think any And I was happened. trying to be a radiator. I was trying to radiate positivity. <laughs> a this radiator. Like a thing that happened. So, so I think I I look at the Oilers and I think, are you kidding me? This is this is a Stanley Cup contender if they can figure it out. And do they have to fine tune their goaltender? I know they've been out looking, watching goaltenders. You know, they're in Columbus. They've followed around. It's been documented in the media how they've been looking. So, who do they pick up? Do they pick up Jake Allen? Uh, what about a kid like Primo? I mean, he's had a good year in Montreal. Is he a guy, that type of guy, a younger guy? So I, 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 still, I still think the Oilers are the best Canadian team, unless the Leafs uh, can figure out some way to fix what they've got going on. Did, did you mention a couple of weeks ago that uh, you thought the Oilers weren't in jeopardy of missing the playoffs? Was that you? I said they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Even with their goaltending with Skinner? Uh, even with Skinner, they make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, I, I've been saying it too here, but I've been I've been fighting these two clowns. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. It's, it's, okay. If, if, if they... If they make it, does does Ottawa too? They get Shabbat back. I think there's some maybe a, a cap issue there, or they're they're right up against it to bring him back. But uh, is in your world, you also see Ottawa staying in the mix here? No, I don't. I don't see. I don't see Ottawa now getting in. I, I think, like you know, as I said to Jeff Rimmer, my good friend today, who I said <laughs> Jeff gets a lot of sleep today because if you lose tonight to Ottawa, 
you are not making the playoffs. <laughs> and if Ottawa lose tonight, they are not making up the playoffs. It, 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 you look at the, the points after 20 games. It's not Thanksgiving like you guys all talk about in Canada. That's all BS. I don't know where that came from. 32 thoughts or somewhere. That it's 20 games, boys. It's not Thanksgiving. It's 20 games. Yeah. And, you know, right now, there's a lot of teams that are almost out of it, out of the mix. And Ottawa and Columbus are both out of the mix, as far as I'm concerned, unless a, unless a miracle happens. So then the Leafs are uh, playing the, the Boston Bruins, who have been, you know, number one in their division. Are they, you know, if we're looking at true cup contenders here, in a salary cap era, it feels like no one can pull that far away. Do you have the Bruins as the top dogs, Rangers, Vegas? Who is it that you got on top here? I don't have the Bruins. They, I, I watched them a couple of times last week, guys. They were awful. Oh, really? They were awful. Now, I, I know they won last night, but they have not played very well lately. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch Jimmy Montgomery here, how he how he grabs a hold of this and, and gets this team. I mean, they, they were really good early on. I get it. To me today, I, I think the Rangers are the best team, guys. As much as I hate to say it, and I will not say it in front of Gerard Gallant. The Rangers <laughs> are the best team in the NHL right Uh he set them up for success. That's what Gerard did. Yeah, of course he did. Of course he did, you know? Got to ask. And just, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you no, go, no, ahead. You go ahead. I, I, oh, how am I radiating? Oh, my gosh. That's never happened to us in, like, 20 years. <laughs> no, you go. You go. We're usually jumping all over each other to hey, go. by the way, Nick. You missed a major controversy last week. I do the Chirp podcast with Darren Millard. Oh. Okay? Yeah. And I didn't realize I did not mention his name in my book. Oh, he's got to be sour. And he asked me if I was in the book, if he was in the book, and I had the book next to me, and I looked it up, and I went to the index. No Darren Millard mentioned in the damn book. And I said, you know, Darren, I feel terrible about it, but I didn't mention my brother and sister either. <laughs> yeah, that's good then. You're fine. So he's like so family. I thought it was okay. Yeah. So but. just tell him you're like family. <laughs> uh, I, I got to ask you, Mac, as, as we watched the whole saga unfold with the Chicago Blackhawks and, and Corey Perry, um, you know, was there anything that could have been done differently to avoid that, that internet circus or, or not? It's just too big of a beast. Uh, look, I, I didn't like it. I really didn't. I, I thought, um, I, you know, I, I don't know what happened, uh, but after what has transpired in Chicago the last, you know, obviously in the last couple of years, you have to be 100% prepared to go and it, it, the fact that it went for two three four days where team uh, teammates were saying we don't know what's going on luke richardson was saying i don't know what's going on and then it starts to affect a teammate a kid on their team i didn't like it how it went for a couple more days of that so you've got to be ahead of that you've got to be out in front of that and move on it quickly and look, maybe they didn't have enough information, but I didn't like it. I, I thought it was, again, I didn't think they handled it well. And that's that's just my own opinion. And when it starts to affect your dressing room, I mean, it was ugly, guys. It was ugly how it transpired. 
through the rumor mill. And that that's the last thing they need. When you ran a team, obviously you have your 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 people that you trust in your PR department, but is is there was there ever an opportunity where you could outsource something for damage control or you lean towards the league? Um, what is the protocol, Mac? Is there one? Well, the only protocol I had was the game, the night before our home opener in Columbus. I was already dealing with the mascot quitting. Remember I told you that? Some, yeah, some heavy, right, right, right. really heavy stuff. Yeah, but... I was barbecuing the night before the home opener out in the backyard. I get a call from Lyle Odeline, my captain, before our first inaugural game. And Lyle says, uh, Doug, it's uh, Lyle. I said, yeah, Lyle, I know who it is. He said, I just got charged with impaired driving. I said, the night before our home opener, you just got charged with impaired driving? And how did I stay ahead of it? I had our lawyer contact the the community where he was charged and we tried to get us, you know, make sure it was out in the suburbs and boom, boom, boom. And it didn't. And when I got fired, Aaron Portsline reported it and said, Oh, I see Lyle O'Line was charged with a pair driving. I said, uh, you were six years late on that one, Aaron. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> so anyway, sometimes you got to do whatever it takes. It's got to, I know the world's changed since then, but the first thought is you try to keep stuff in house and try to bury stories. Is that still the first instinct out there? I think, I think you don't try to bury it because you get in trouble. I think it's more, you do what you can legally to, to me. I always went to my, our legal counsel and said, and our PR guys, okay, where are we with this? How do we solve this? And I had guys, I had a ton of issues that I could never repeat. Like, it was scary what you faced over, you know, a course of 10 years in one place. It, you know, it was unbelievable. But you, you do it legally, you do it with your in-house people, and you try to handle it and get in front of it. And I know sometimes, and look, I don't know what really went on in Chicago. I don't know the circumstances. I just, I just didn't like how players were constantly put on the spot, teammates were, coaches were. And then all of a sudden, what was it? Three days, four days later, it even, finally even, came out. Even Kyle Davidson, I mean, sitting there by himself trying to handle this story, there's parts of me that said um, I, I felt sorry for him. Yeah, like this is a, a young GM in the league with, with limited experience, but the amount that that organization has talked about, you know, how to handle difficult, challenging situations, I would have thought the media department, the hockey department would have come a lot quicker on that. Look, how long does it take to suspend a guy? I don't know. I I guess, you know, I don't know. I, I, but it just, the way it said, was said he's, he's left the team. He's not with the team. He, you know, indefinitely. And then all of a sudden, Every media person in North America was was checking this out. So unfortunate for everybody. It really is. Do you think less stuff happens today than it did, you know, uh, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago? Like, do you think that, I, you know, the level of commitment it takes now to make the NHL, maybe it's an even higher level. Do you think players are on better behavior than they used to be? Or do you think there's still, if you're in a place for 10 years, you deal with a 
you know, endless problems over the years? Uh, I would say you deal with endless problems. I, I really yeah. do. I, I, I think I know the players are in terrific shape. They train, they eat probably, but there's still a lot of problems to deal with. There's still a lot of fires to put out. And, uh, you know, it was some amazing challenges, to be quite honest. And I actually had to trade a couple of guys because it got so bad. And, you know, it, it wasn't, that was not the fun part of the job, to say the least. Aren't you happy when you walk down the beach or get into your RV or your Porsche that you, you know, don't have to deal with this crap anymore? I do, but I kind of miss the paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> so got you where you are but today. you know what I, I i sort of you know you live with when you see a certain situations happening like i've always really liked cory perry he's had a, a a wonderful career i hate to see this end for for cory like that um you know I, I the blackhawks have been through a lot you hate to see that you hate it to see teammates being dragged through the mud families I, it was it was an awful guys I have not seen many situations that rumors spread like that one spread. I have never seen that, guys, wow. in all my time in the NHL, that it was ever that bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's just hope that uh, there can be some healing process uh, all the yeah. way around here. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. In, in the near future. You know, you guys are pissing me off. I came here on this show to try to be positive. I'm trying to radiate positivity, and you keep throwing negative things yeah. at me, and I'm having a hard time dealing with it. I got to be honest with you. We got you on a Zoom call, and I'm, I'm looking at your shirt, and that's the biggest radiant I'm, I'm getting right now. Either you're getting ready for bed... <laughs> or you're going clubbing. I can't I like it. I can't make out that shirt that's right now. That's a great shirt. It is a great shirt. And I'm, you know what? Uh, we're going to, uh, with friends, we're going to La Violetta. We had an intense pickleball game this afternoon with our neighbors. Uh, they're coming over for drinks at uh, 5 30, uh, five, five minutes from now, by the way. And we're going to have cocktails. And then we're going to La Violetta, a great Italian place, and just try to try to relax after a very stressful pickleball <laughs> afternoon. And this morning I walked the beach. I'm, I'm sort of. I'm just ready for an easy night. Sorry to keep you from the early bird special, Doug. I know it's 522 already. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the name of the restaurant is uh, Peter Laviol... It's his wife's Letta? place, yeah. Lavioletta's. Lavioletta. Yeah. yeah, great spot. It's a great old Italian. You'd like it. An old Italian-style place. You'd really enjoy it. Okay. If you guys ever get down here, I'll take you there. <laughs> All right. I think SN's budget will bring All us right. there. I'm sure they'll send us to visit. And they'll give us... Three uh, drink coupons each. <laughs> you know what? Here, tell Sam I will not put in for the pay for this show for a month. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll treat you guys for dinner. It's a deal. All right, Mac, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks, Mac. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate yes. it. Yes, yes. Doug McLean, world-renowned author. I, uh, Nine weeks bestseller. I went and hung out with... Uh, was. Went to a golf course and saw Scott Morrison tell some stories. The co-authored with him. Yes. yes. Talked to talked to Scott about the writing process with Doug. Yeah. Was, uh, Scott's a great guy. So you, it was nice to spend some time with him. You, what do you need? Another year or two before you write a book? A book? Yeah. I can't. 
but I can't write a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know that I can't. I, can I, I screw up. I screw up every day. I can't write a lineup. I don't know why. I honestly don't know why I'm here. But <laughs> good luck, pal. You know what? We'll figure it out eventually. Um, yeah, uh, it's funny. Hey, just some breaking news uh, from the Devils that uh, Dougie Hamilton had surgery today on a torn pec, so he's oh, out really no. long time. Yeah, yeah, They've caught some uh, bad injury bug breaks, eh? Yeah, they're fortunate Luke Hughes didn't get hurt after he got absolutely turned into powder by Garnet Hathaway. Right. Do you want to talk about that now, or do you want no, to uh, no, do some game time? Go to game time, and then we'll take a break. I'm taking charge here because you're, you're you know, bad on that. I'm just I'm reading my lineup here, see if I can read my writing. I actually, I'm just going to put together my lineups and put it as my memoirs. And put it <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, it's game time, presented by Bet365. <laughs> Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19+, plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Um, now, yesterday, fellas, I checked in on the uh, Otani watch. Ooh. And so this weekend, okay. apparently it's supposed to be heating up here. This weekend, Jeff Passon wrote an article today. I'm not sure if you saw the figures being thrown around, Kipper. I know you'll love this. 600? 600 mil was, was, the, was the number between 500. USD? So he's getting a billion Canadian? I know that math is not <laughs> yeah. quite correct, but. So there. the updated odds now are the L.A. Dodgers are minus 125 and the Toronto Blue Jays are plus 250. Ooh, their odds are getting better. So plus 300 yesterday. It, and the Cubs are the close ones, the closest at, or yeah, at eight to one. So it's a pretty clear line here that it's come down to the Toronto Blue Jays and the Los Angeles Dodgers for who ends up with Shohei Otani's services for next year. Really season. rich people never so choose Los Angeles. It's, uh, it kind of coincides with... The, the, have you seen the, the traffic there? We don't have traffic here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. The bow rumors about Chicago. Bichette. Yes. Straight to Chicago. What? Yeah, didn't you hear those last I, week? I saw that they yeah. were like, if, Isn't that not connect if the dots, Shohei Sammy? happened, then something are, else are, would have to happen. I think you should but, just keep your good players. They can't. That's a nice idea. They they there's, there's no cap. Just keep them all and bring more guys in. Yeah, no, that's not the way they think. If they're going to go spend six hundred sheets, six hundred doesn't even they, mean. They probably got to get rid of Vladdy or Bo, one of them. And I know who I choose. Hundred million. Not to get not to get too down the weeds of baseball takes here, but I'll tell you right now who Vladdy's I choose. Done. Yeah, he's gone. Six hundred million dollars. Um, what are we talking? That about is here? a lot of money. And I mean, let me put my little zag hat on here quickly. We sure we want to give a guy with a 30-year-old as a wonky arm well, uh, no. $600 million? It's a reasonable zag. Would, Thank would, you. Would that be over He's not pitching 10 years, next year. 11 years, For 12 sure. years? Be, I mean, they would. the max amount of dollars in the max amount of time is Otani. Like, the most and the most. So he's looking at 60 times 10. Probably. Yeah, pretty good. And, the, I mean, the record signing was his old teammate, Mike Trout, which I think was 450. That, that goes down as, like, uh, well, the, the contract alone is like the biggest in history, but like, there's no like for a Canadian story, there's be nothing not, close. There's not even, like, well, Gret, it would just everyone's like, Gretzky makes half like, a million. Gretzky's in the late '80s. I'm sorry, uh, at at 15 million cash, like that's it's, wild. It's wild, absolutely wild. I'll never forget being at the Fitness Institute and and hearing about Gretzky being traded and. My jaw just dropped. Yeah. So I think a worthwhile, and my boy Gunner on the morning show was texting me about this, that the only closest thing for Toronto would be Tavares. Because Tavares signing here was a massive deal. Oh but God. like, but to have like 
like singular in Toronto, that's a huge deal. But this is a worldwide story. Yeah. If Shohei Otani signs here, it's a countrywide story. It's a wor- worldwide story. That's hard to say. It's so there you go. So I just, just keep an eye on that. I think the math isn't as bad as people think. If you're going to go spend in terms of would you get your money back? Yeah. Well, just what what you can generate with it. Well, yeah. you know, the global brand thing is key, but what if he is just okay? What if he's good? What if he's just, like, pretty good over that time? It, Do you, don't you need him to be the best person on earth for, like, he at needs least to be half the, the time? He needs to be the greatest baseball man that's ever lived. Yeah, and hey. he may be. Robot Island. <laughs> that's how it works. Oh, yes. That's a pretty palatial island. Holy. What is the insurance on a contract? Him. That's... With everybody else, the Lou Lamorello said, find a way. All right. Um, the books. LTIR. Yes. <laughs> the, the insurance company's like, sorry, what? So I just want to quickly put in uh, one more thing here, a future, the Jack Adam Award. I just check all these before we uh, go into this. Peter Laviolette has moved all the way up to second at plus 750 for, uh, for the New York Rangers, which makes a lot of sense because they're humming and... Behind talking? Talking is still five to one as the favorite. But I'm sure oh, they the will... Canucks are kind of scuffling. Oh, you can't I'm lose. sure... You can't string losses and stay atop. I'm sure they'll they'll uh, adjust that accordingly because yeah they're they're heading in separate directions. Yeah. Those two teams and uh, that was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Okay, Sammy. Six hundred. Be a producer million. now. Are we going to break. Uh, yeah, six hundred million. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to break. Okay, we got some text. A yeah. 590, 590, please uh, write us in. The first text I will read, no one is worth $600 million. What a joke from Jason and Pickering. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a totally valid point. I think it's fair. I think it is. I'm going to con- contradict that after the break, okay? Uh, Jari scores a goal. Yeah, we, let's, we'll we talk actually about have that. tons of You mentioned uh, uh, Hathaway and his big hit. Last night in Philadelphia, and uh, Tortorella had a few things to say about that, didn't he? How about Konechny went after Smith, yeah. who slashed him? Okay, like, so like lots of things. Plenty of meat on the bone here, still on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Do not go away. We'll be right back. Covering the Raptors in depth like no one else. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always nice to leave it to Doug McClain to drive our show off a cliff every once in a while. Eh, and needs a shove got to feel a little bit for Lyle Odeline, <laughs> yeah. who's just somewhere minding his own business. And Doug wants to tell everybody that uh, the night before... Oh, you're doing it again. <laughs> now you're doubling down. Maybe we well, forgot. I can only... <laughs> I can only imagine now... Lyle sitting at home somewhere, enjoying his night, and either he's getting a text or maybe it's you know just got a maybe it's a loved too. one going Here's up and saying, you know, you got a drinking and driving charge the night before a season opener, and he's like, that what? was twenty five years ago. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, oh, I, by the way, I fought that guy one night in oh Washington, yeah, and I had to like. Soak my head in a bucket for <laughs> three days straight after that. He was a tough player. 
Holy smokes. Really, yeah. really tough. Yeah, he uh, spent some time in the sim bin over his career. Yes, he did. 2,316 minutes. All right, where, where do we want to start? Tristan Jari scores a goal. Is that a big deal? It is. Still? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Very. It is. It's cool. You see it a lot, like, in lower leagues. You see it in, like, junior and the AHL. Yeah. And you see these, like, grainy potato videos of it. But when it has... When They're a all goal, similar, though, no, right? Sure, but you you I, grab it, you put it down, you fire it Kipper, down. I, I watched every single one. There's 17 in NHL history, and I watched them all today. There's a shocking amount where teams shoot it in their own net. Yeah, like the last nine touch, of them, the last touch is the goalie, right? Yeah, yeah. And so to cleanly do it like that. Listen, I, before there was Ron Hextall, there would still be goalies wanting to do that, right? Yeah. No yeah. one could ever do it. Ron Hextall, actually, it was Tom Barrasso. And I hate who, saying the word goaded. T- Tom Barrasso was the first guy. He's not on the list, is he? Barrasso. Tom, he Tom Barrasso. He has one? An empty no, I'm asking. Oh, He's not on the I, I list. I don't think so, no. He doesn't have so. one. No. But he was the very best. It was almost non-existent that the goalies handled the puck until this guy came out of high right. school. And then, like, Turco and Broder no. and these and guys. Then, and then Hextall. Yeah. Oh, and, Hextall then, and then Hextall. And Hextall, Hextall had the curved yeah. wooden stick, too. So but, these are the list of the goalies that have actually scored a goal. Okay. Because there's, like they said, there was the ones at the last touch. Yeah. Ron Hexel has two, yeah, which is bad. And his, by the way, are unbelievable. One of them, the Rapids, going 100 miles an hour. He gets behind, knocks it down, fires. It's sick. Uh, Osgood, yeah, Berdour, yeah, Jose Fyodor, the worst one ever. Evgeny Nabokov, uh-huh. Mike Smith, Pekarene, Linus Olmark, which was last year, yeah. and Tristan Jari. Jari's might be the cleanest. The the Theodore one I make fun of only because his was the only one on the backhand. He just two mitt shoveled it up really? in the sky and it trickled down there. Yeah, but he. Like, that was a borderline toe drag from Jari. Yeah, like, he ripped it. He shot it, I can tell you, because I had the AWS Edge data. It was like 55.8 miles per hour or something. He ripped it. I just think that when you are a goaltender in the best hockey league in the world and you score a goal, that's one of the most badass things that can happen. It's, I think it's amazing. Yes. Uh, really but you don't care, I, No, it's fine. It's highly skilled play. I, I, I get it. It's, I, I'll watch it. <laughs> it does nothing for you. It just does it nothing does, for me. It it's does, like little for me okay. oh really something. it's something but i would tell it's you cool. though if i was on the pittsburgh penguins right now and i'm raquel mm-hmm. oh, does and that none? jari has one more goal oh, than jari me. currently oh. leading. that would oh, really really oh, yeah. bother me okay that's a tough one raquel's got he's got like a 30 goal year doesn't he i thought he was good oh, who else is on that list on his team yeah there's a few guys Spotting goose eggs. Yeah, I would be hammering them if I was Jari. Yes, oh, that one is getting mentioned every day. I'd be like, listen, you got way more TOI than I do. And the team they beat last night, Tampa, they're looking so hot. They're I know Coop was not so happy. Third hot and third, cold. Third in a row they lost You last don't night. know what to make of them. That Kucherov turnover at the blue line on Crosby's goal, you sent us yeah. that clip. You live and die with Cooch. You mostly live, but sometimes you die hard. Um, and how about Sid's goal? <coughs> just walks in, Ting. takes two steps over the blue line, just bar down. God, he's so good. Good hockey man. We mentioned Hathaway uh, smoking Luke Hughes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he relaxed. He thought he was getting a thought whistle. Was and Fine, he doesn't. Works. And that... Uh, Are you looking it up? I was yeah. looking it up, too. That uh, prompted uh, John Tortorella to talk about Big bigger picture stuff on how guys are now you gonna read it? too yeah. relaxed. Okay, 
You're Tort says, reader. I'm glad the kid, Luke Hughes, isn't hurt. A really good player, young man in this league, but there's a problem in our league right now. Um, our players in this league do not put enough emphasis on making sure you're protecting yourself from hits like that. Make sure you uh, make sure you absorb hits like that. We've kind of tried to turn this league into a no-hit league. Most people aren't ready to be hit. I think it's a lost art in how you take hits. I do think, looking at the clip, I think Hughes thinks it's icing. A mistake was made. We've got good refs. We've got good linesmen. A mistake was made last night, and what bothers me is we had to suffer for that mistake losing a player. But I believe the league, it's a no-go. There's nothing wrong with that play. It shouldn't even have been a penalty. It screams to the athletes in our game. Uh, be prepared to be hit because big hits are allowed. Nowadays, I'm so sure because everyone puts their arms up when there's a big hit, it makes me sick what goes on in the league here with big hits. That's part of the game. He goes on to say he hates when people have to fight because of big hits and the league, you know, players I mean, today are not prepared to be hit. Torts must listen to our show. Yeah. Because this, this has been our take for th- every year we've done this show is that guys just don't expect it anymore. Mm. And wow. put me in the camp of being look, disgusted. Look at, that was a major last look, look at these kids from... The moment they step on the ice as a six or seven year old, and the emphasis on skill and the development of skill, 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 skill. I, where would re- receiving a body check be? And it's not even like you, you can't even practice. Like you can practice, of course, contact, but you don't get that same, you can't repeat it, what you get out of a game mm-hmm. in those situations and i don't know maybe we just overskilled them and we didn't go back to the basics of what hockey is and ultimately it's a, a contact sport until it isn't a contact sport well can, i.e. minor hockey i've gone to a few minor hockey games this year like junior hockey you've gone seen the attack play i've gone see the generals play it's really the physicality of the game by the time we're all 10 years older than we are now the game's going to look different because yeah. even at the minor hockey level, the junior hockey level, hitting is such less of an emphasis. And I'm not saying I like this. I'm saying, in fact, I hate it. But the way the game has changed in terms of what they do to it, like that's not the skill, skill, skill. That's the emphasis. Yeah. And the training and everything, like you said, and you see that. But every once in a while, you get a guy that can do it really well, like Truba, sure. and he could end your career. But it, it's For interesting sure. that I think almost at the NHL level, once it becomes all the players who have been the cream of the crop and all the skill stuff get there, at the end of the day, the physical teams still have a great advantage. And you're trying to still learn hockey. to play that style. It's still hockey at that level in front of 20,000 oh, people, and that's tough. God. If I had my 17-goal, 360, 25 penalty oh minutes season. You have 325 uh, penalty minutes in a season. Like, what would that have been worth on at UFA? Oh, you're, you're an $8 million guy. I don't know where I'd spend it first. <laughs> not doing a radio show with me is my guess. Not $600 million, but... Yeah. You had 325 penalty minutes in 75 games and scored 17. Did you give 35 minutes of ice time every night? How would you have time? Yeah. How would you have time? The lo- Straight lines to the net, baby. Straight lines to the box. Oh, my God. 325's absurd, Kippy. It is goofy. That's absurd. Anyways, I I love that hit by uh, Hathaway, and I love Hathaway, and that's a guy I wish the Leafs had really gone hard after. He's like the perfect fourth liner to me because he can fly. By the way, Hughes takes that punishing blow, then scores a Jack to Luke Hughes OT winner, same game. Awesome, Sally, too, in the overtime. Credit to him. The bow. Oh, no, he didn't yeah. do the bow. Yeah, yeah I love that. That's nice. Think about the emotion, too. It's one thing, like, your teammate, but then your brother oh, as well. That's so cool. I mean, right? scoring the OT winner, watching your brother get turned into, again, 
Powder you, is not and, great, but yeah, could pull up Mike Keenan and say, "Listen, you start playing better, or so I'm going to trade your brother." <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did with the twins, oh, really? Ron and Rich Sutter. Play better and trade your brother. Yeah. That's a hell of a well, line. Well, there's it's a great line. You know, not to bring up my beloved hometown, but there's a uh, Anthony Stewart once told me that there was a saying in junior hockey that uh, "f around and I'll send you to the sound." So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I've heard something like that before. Out west, the the joke was always, "Well, you'll get traded to Flin Flon," which seemed like Nowheresville. Flin, <laughs> out west, you so. been to Flin Flon? Never been. No. You got any text for us? Oh, you want to go straight to that? I don't know what else you got. Uh, uh, how about the slash connecting oh, yeah, chases right. down right. Brandon Smith and uh, gets baseball batted in the arm? Two game suspension for slashing, like two days after Truba uh, hit Frederick's head deep over the left field wall, and that's what he got. Two games. He got two games. Two games. Yeah, that was a pretty good whack. He whacked him. I, you know, Konechny's a pest. He's yeah. a pain in the the butt, but yeah. you just can't swing your stick like a baseball bat. Well, um, you can if you're a Truba. That still remains a little baffling. I'm sure they were discussing the factors that went into it to make it look worse than it was, but you still hit a guy in the head. At the end of the day, you can talk yourself into anything or talk yourself out of anything. Yeah. But that one optically was not good for the NHL. Do they still do those breakdown videos? Uh, Remember those videos? Yeah, very well. Do they still do that? They don't come across my feed if they do. Because if you were going to sell... I don't think they do. Because if you're going to sell the Truba one, it's intent. That they didn't think he was trying to do it, sure. and it was just like it was a weird motion. Yeah, and he's stick pulling up. his arm free. It's and pretty he's... clear to sell intent on Smith. Yeah, he was trying to break his arm. The thing with the Smith one is like that's the play where if it skips off his shoulder pad, uh, shoulder pad, you're you know Brashear and McSorley. Yeah. Like it's a dangerous play. Hundred uh, percent. I do have some text. You guys ready? I think I'm ready. Yep. yep. I'm never really ready, but we'll give it a try anyways. Uh, how crucial do you think this season is for the Canucks to get Pedersen re-signed and commit long-term? If the season goes downhill, what's the price to trade yeah. him, in your opinion? Well, first of all, he's got one more year. He's eligible to sign mm-hmm. July 1st, but he has one more year. And he's got a QO of $8 million or something. It's really not much of a different conversation than probably Lee fans had with Willie Nylander. Um, and here we are going into Christmas, and he's not signed. But we'd all be really surprised if he's not a Toronto Maple Leaf this time next year. So the best thing that happened to the Vancouver Canucks was uh, the great start and the the real feeling of we've got something special going on. They just traded for a defenseman that should add a lot of depth. So, I don't know, Petey, where do you want to go? Yeah, you know, the... The fact that he's an RFA after this season, I'm not very nervous for Canucks fans. Like he's, they have control over him and he is a very good player and they'll give him money. You don't lose players like him in his prime. They're going to keep him. Yeah. Not that worried about him. He's really good, but Doug's right. Watched a bit of that Vegas Golden Knights Canucks game last night before my little eyes got too heavy. They were getting schooled. I felt pretty comfortable going to bed. I saw people tweeting before the game, like Rick Tockett had talked about how the result doesn't matter, but you want to use this as a measuring stick performance-wise. You know, you want to hang in with them. And I would say that if that is your metric, you would not be very happy with how that game went because the performance was not pretty. Um, what's your expectations of Patty Kane in Detroit? Do you think he will be a big factor for them or just a run-of-the-mill guy? I think if he's healthy, 
and he's got the range of motion that he claims he has, then there's just not a world I live in where he won't be successful. I think they probably have somewhere around 55 to 60 games left. I think he can be, he can get 40 points for them being an effective top six guy on the power play. I don't know that he's going to move the needle much in terms of possession and where they play and how they hang with the big teams. There's a lot of teams that bet against him. They weren't willing to give him multi-years. They weren't prepared to pay him north of $3 million. So, I don't know. Do they know something we don't about this type of surgery or just the track record alone of other players that have not been successful? I've heard that the surgery is improved since some of those names on the list got it. Uh, don't worry about me. Uh if Samsonov, is Samsonov expendable now with the way Joseph Wall is playing? No. Is Martin Jones still a viable backup option to no. Wall? Free no. up some cap no. space. Stop it. Okay. No, stop it. No. Okay. Not. Okay. <laughs> okay then, boys. No, he's no, he just, you know, Wall is, is playing well. Samsonov is a 26-year-old with lots of NHL experience who can play well. He can't oh, just. Over the last 10 years or so, who's the Leaf player that got away that hurts the most? So who they didn't resign and found success elsewhere. Thinking McCann, Rask, Dursey, Moore, etc. I'm going to do you one better. From my time with the Marlies, uh, there's an AHL player who is pretty effective. Uh, they made a two-year, $1 million per year offer to Yanni Gord. Really? And Gord chose Tampa, I think, at the same amount. Really? He was using the lease for leverage to get a second year, I think. He was Seattle's best guy last night so by far. You're, you're talking about... Who got away from the Leafs yeah. that they could have made it? You know, Jerry years. McCann kind of yeah. stuck away, but who else? Uh, Carter Verhage was drafted you, here. You yeah. know who comes to mind for me? You're going to say Marchman. Nope. Oh, okay. No, that was a good one, nope. too. Yeah. Good one. Trevor Moore. Okay. Yeah. He's killing it. He's leading the Kings in goals. How what, about... What was... Revisit it for me. Kyle Clifford and, and Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. For Trevor Moore. You know who's underrated? That is looking like a complete disaster. So Moore has 11 goals. Carl Grundstrom has seven goals for LA this year. That was a different trade. That was the different trade. Yeah, different trade. But he he has seven goals yeah. playing on their third or fourth line. He runs into everything. So what did Trevor hard. Moore resign so, for? Uh, he signed for quite a long time, didn't he? I know. We kind of bristled at it. Trevor Moore, cap friendly, quickly. But, would you trade right now? Oh boy, Tyler Bertuzzi for Trevor Moore if you're LA. Oh my God, no. I would take Bertuzzi ten times out of ten. I don't think they would. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. You're out of your mind. I, I mean, you like you like more a lot, huh? Uh, I like more too. I just from from the first twenty games of the season, I'd say. I like Trevor Moore better. What is, what is, 19 points in 20 games this year, 11 goals so far. What is uh what does he make? 4.2 million 4. until 4.2 to 5.5. So that's what I'm factoring into. Yeah. Okay, that's a big deal to me. If I could if I could take a million and a half and put it somewhere else, mm-hmm. I'd take Trevor Moore. Only pushback on that is when you look at the way the Leafs are, more is more of the same. More of the mm-hmm. same. He doesn't want he doesn't want that smoke. He doesn't He doesn't want to go, you know, you, you want them to punch some people yeah. in the face. He doesn't want to do that. And to your point, I'm not sure Trevor Moore is a guy that could run shotgun all season long with Austin. Yeah. But cheaper is good. Very effective player. To me, it's Dursey. 
Dursey. Dursey, yeah. Yeah, he's an Owen Sound guy. But he's a right-shot guy who is offensive, can run a power play, young. They could, And wasn't it you that was talking about it was between him and Lilligren? They offered Lilligren yeah, their choice. Yeah. And they chose Dersey over Lilligren. So <sighs> we were just talking about Pat, Pat Quinn that. or Pat Quinn. Pat Quinn. Uh, it's Friday. I love Pat Leave Quinn. me alone. Yeah. Uh, Pat Kane and his ability to come back. What about this Aaron Rodgers now? Like, oh, does this guy he... love the spotlight? Like, all of a sudden, he's going to reinvent the Achilles tendon tear. Yeah. These QBs, best. these QBs are in the limelight for so long, and there's so much talk about them. Think of Tom Brady. Yeah. Think of Peyton Manning. Think of Aaron Rodgers. These guys have just been, everyone talks about them all the time. And Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles on the first drive, and he's petrified that he's not going to be talked about at all this year. And he goes on Pat McAfee every week. Egomania. And he talks about how he's going to be back. He's just not. So, so stop. apparently he's, he's reinvented a way to put two tendons back together. Oh, and that, everybody yeah. else, idiots, because they're not drinking bone broth. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm... I can't stand I'm it. I'm a Jets fan. I am not an Aaron Rodgers guy, man. Probably better than Zach Wilson, though. Well, you might be. That's true. All right, our thanks to Bob Beers, the radio analyst for the Boston Bruins. And as always on Fridays, never disappointing, Doug McClain. Radiator himself. (laughs) Give me me a thought on uh, Leafs in Boston Saturday night. Bruins 3-1. Leafs play really great and make us all feel like, oh, they're back. I think Joseph Wall steals one. Yeah, me too. Okay, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you get a chance, give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for always joining us on The Real Kipper and Born Show.